Good evening, and thank you for listening to the KWUR Theater of the Air. Welcome. I'm one of your three hosts, David Reinstrom. Over at the board, it's me, David Brunel Brutman. And I'm the eye candy, Alex Jensen. Yes. <clears throat> yes, and, you most and, assuredly and are. And the ear candy. And the ear candy. We've been over this before. <laughs> yes, we have. Anyway, welcome to the K-Word Theater in the Air here on KWUR Clayton 90.3 FM, and welcome to tonight's show, which is about chubby people. Well, I mean, no, not entirely, but we're going to begin... Um, well, no, it's... We, um, <laughs> I don't know if that's entirely accurate, David. <laughs> it, is about, it is about one famously large detective. Um, at least the first half of our show is going to be. We're going to go into the archives again, into the old deep crates of soul, the old dusty collection that I happen to have. Uh, we're going to go all the way back to 1951 with Sidney Greenstreet's portrayal of the famed detective Nero Wolfe, the oh. armchair, that armchair-bound genius uh, who is famed in the books by Rex Stout to weigh 286 pounds, a seventh of a ton. That's so fat. That is really fat. Well, and in 1934, of course, it was even fatter. Yes. I mean, now, you know, 286, <laughs> psh, small change, please. That's a good I saw point. this uh, thing on TV about this guy who was 800 pounds. See? And he's probably a better detective. Uh, I saw but that times he was change. a very good detective. Times change with inflation. Did they have to... Uh. Um, Tear down his wall to get him out of his home. Did they have to well, the bury is, him in a grand piano? The thing is that the conceit what? is that Wolf almost never leaves his home. He never leaves his brownstone on West Thirty Fifth Street. He can't fit through the door. He just doesn't like to leave. He hates fresh air. He hates exercise. He hates moving. Excuses. He just likes. He just loves his food and his orchids. Everything is done for him by his assistant Archie, who mm-hmm. was a d- good detective in his own right. Anyway, we're, we're I'm wasting too much time at exposition. But in honor of Nero Wolf, and because I have arbitrarily decided that it is uh, American Obesity Appreciation Week. Um, we are now going to deliver our favorite Yo Mama jokes, and then we're going to go... Oh, how fun. Yes. David. Well, you know what, David? Yeah. Yo Mama is so fat that she has to have her own zip code. Oh, well, Yo Mama's so fat that her driver's license photograph had to be taken with Google Earth. <laughs> okay, okay, I got one, I got one. All right. Y- okay. Your mama is so fat that well, one time she she walked into a small room and didn't quite fit. Um, Play it. Stay tuned for Nero Wolf. This Sunday marks the premiere of The Big Show on NBC. Not just any big show, it's The Big Show. NBC's hour and a half of comedy, music, and drama. The best of each. The Big Show will be heard every Sunday afternoon over most of these stations with Tallulah Bankhead as Mistress of Ceremonies. Your stars for this Sunday's broadcast include Jimmy Durante, Fred Allen, Ethel Merman, Frankie Lane, Mindy Carson, Meredith Wilson, Danny Thomas, and hosts of others. All this and Tallulah, too. No wonder it's The Big Show. My boss is the smartest and the stubbornest, the fattest and the laziest, the cleverest and the craziest, the most extravagant detective in the world, Nero Wolf. It's the adventure of the case of the dear dead lady with that brilliant eccentric private detective, orchid fancier and gargantuan gourmet, Nero Wolf, starring Sidney Greenstreet. <laughs> Nero Wolf had just come downstairs, having tended to his precious orchids. He was, as usual, seated in the library, which served as the office. He had just dialed a phone number, and with his eyes closed, was leaning back in his specially built chair, which was big enough for two, but not two of him. Mr. Halsberger, this is Nero Wolf. Oh, oh, yeah, Mr. Wolf. I was just about to ring you. Well, when... I have need of two pounds of duck liver. Ah. I do not, of course, refer to the commercialized Strasbourg pate. Well, I appreciate 
appreciate the order, Mr. Wolf, but... Uh... Next, my cook, Fritz, informs me that we require three fine fat geese. Look, Mr. Wolf, there's a little matter of an unpaid... You bill. might add 12 cases of beer, a bushel of Vermont apples, green for stuffing, and a gallon of Marquisa Patrisa Roman oil. Mr. Wolf. In addition, I... Fritz has listed six dozen eggs, four braces of Sussex woodcock, and a few pounds of Westphalian ham. You have all that? I, I can get it, Mr. Wolf, but my bookkeeper... Thanks te- very much, Mr. Hartsbracker. That will be all. Now. <clears throat> now then, Archie. Yes, boss? You seem to be worried. Oh, I am. This means naturally that I'm supposed to handle Hartsbracker's delivery boy when and if he shows. I had thought of leaving that simple matter to you. And what about the simple matter of the money? Money? I, I hate to bring up a vulgar subject, but where is it coming from? Oh, of course. You're right, Archie. I should have said... Said what? Charge it. Boss, look, you don't realize, I know, but we're into that truffle broker for 500-odd bucks and change. All right, all right. Then give him a check. Okay. Okay, I will give him a check. And I hope they'll let you keep the orchids in your cell. You're a wit, Archie. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I'm on the bank's mailing list. We got a notice this morning. You don't mean... Oh, but I do. Again? Yeah, you just can't take money out of an account, boss. Sometimes you got to put some in. This is the only way to deal with the man I work for, and if I hadn't thrown him that scare, he wouldn't have been willing to listen when the door buzzer rang, and a prosperous-looking young guy in the kind of clothes that don't grow on trees came in and stood in front of the boss's chair, fiddling with the brim of his pork pie. My name is Oliphant, Mr. Wolf. Oliphant? Uh, yes, sir, Oliphant. I am the spiritual leader and guiding head of a small religious group known as the Seekers of the Inner Power. Ah, I see. Also a man addicted to marrying neither wisely nor well, but often. You read the papers. I do. Uh, Mr. Wolf, I am as aware of my sin-ridden past as anyone else is. The point is that I'm no longer that kind of man. Even a person such as I can see the light in time. Good. Might I ask why you've come to see me, Mr. Oliphant? I need your help, Mr. Wolf. Concerning... A certain young lady with whom I'm deeply in love. Oh, I beg you not to confuse the present emotion with any of my earlier escapades. What I feel for Miss Dana is the pure and righteous glow of an upright seeker of the inner power. I promise to look on you as thoroughly redeemed, Mr. Oliver. Proceed. Oh, by the way, do I recognize the name of your young lady as a Park Avenue socialite, an amateur swimming champion? Yes. But she's sweet, wonderful, beautiful. I've asked her to marry me, and she's given me some hope. In time, I fully expect to make her my wife. Well, then where's the problem? The problem is the presence of another man in her life. I'm sorry, sir. I'm a detective, not a matchmaker. This isn't a question of making a match, Mr. Wolf. I have much too much respect for your talents to think of offering you such an assignment. Exactly. What do you want me to do? I want you to save Ilse Dana's life. A life? Mr. Wolf, this other man I spoke of is insanely jealous. Not only of Ilse's present, but of her past as well. He has threatened to kill her. I don't doubt your earnestness in this matter, Mr. Oliphant, but how would you know? I was listening on an extension in Miss Dana's apartment a few days ago when Hunter called. Hunter? Yes, sir, Jack Hunter. Known as Jack the Babe Hunter. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I know that canvas back. Huh? Sure, he's a coffee and cake prelim waltz. Oh, he's not. He's a boxer. Archie is being fancy. Overlook it, Mr. Oliphant. Is Hunter in love with this lady of yours? I doubt it. He's a man of complete moral and spiritual corruption, I believe. Naturally, you would. But what are the facts? In my opinion, he's after her for her money. She has money? To burn. And you, Mr. Oliphant? Me. Can you also afford to burn? How much do you want? The answer to that would be astronomical. However, if you leave a check for, say, $7,000, I shall look into your matter the very moment I have completed a little research into the nutrition of the Polynesian orchid. Elephant's check gave our bank account a slight blood transfusion. I think it was the boss's plan to spend a week or two in the plant rooms before he got busy on the case. And he'd have done it, too, if that phone call hadn't come in about a little after nine, just after Wolf had polished off one of Fritz's dinners and was settling back with a stein of beer in his hand. Don't disturb yourself, Archie. I'll get it. Now, well, look out. You don't strain yourself, boss. 
You got to straighten out an elbow to reach that receiver. You have an unfortunate flair for mixing humor with impertinence, my friend. Hello, Nero Wolf speaking. This is Elsa Dana, Mr. Wolf. How do you do, Miss Dana? We were discussing you only this morning. So I've heard. Through whom? Ted Oliphant. I see. The young man seemed to be quite worried about you. The young man should tend to his own affairs. He said you were in some danger. I know what he said. And not one word of it was true. Oh? Uh, I'd like to talk to you, Mr. Wolf. I'm sure it'll be an immense pleasure. Where do you live? I have an apartment at uh, 22 Blanton Street. Could you be here soon? I could be there in a quarter of an hour, Miss Dana. By proxy, of course. The proxy, naturally, was yours truly. Ten minutes later, at 20 past nine, I walked up to Ilsa Dana's door with a nosy elevator boy giving me the double O. The reason for his interest was that her door was open and the room inside was empty except for a little twisted pile of pale pink satin, which at close range turned out to be a woman. Which woman turned out to be Ilsa Dana? And Ilsa Dana was dead. She used to be pretty. She isn't now. Strangulation doesn't help any girl's look, son. Make anything of it? Well, the position of her body and the bloodstains on her pointed fingernails... Tells me that she put up a tough struggle before somebody succeeded in smothering with a pillow from the sofa over there. Yeah, that figures. When did it happen, I wonder? In the last 15 minutes, I'd guess. Say, who's been up in the elevator this evening? Nobody for her. Well, somebody came up. Well, who says not? They could have used the stairs, you know. Yeah. How well do you know Miss Dana? I know exactly zero about Miss Dana. How could you write her up and down every day and know nothing about her? It's a rule of the house to keep your mouth shut. The rule also goes when being questioned by a cop. A cop? Who's a cop? Oh, I guess you're a cello player from the Philharmonic. Look, I happen to work for a guy named Nero Wolf. Oh. Heard of him? Maybe. Well, if your memory comes alive, son, I might see my way clear to uh, spend a few dollars with you. Understand? I'll keep you in mind. Going down, mister? I spent time trying to get sense out of the superintendent and a set of chambermaids, but they were as quiet as a ballpark on Christmas Eve. Then I called the cops and told them about Oliphant and Hunter. By the time I got home, the house was dark and Nero Wolf was sleeping. Next morning, I gave him the details while he drank three bottles of beer. When I finished, he sat for a long time and then started another bottle. The prize fighter. What about the prize fighter, Archie? Hunter? Well, I, I phoned the hotel he lives in before you got up. And? They told me he wasn't in. Hmm. You know, I begin to think that Mr. Oliphant brought us a more absorbing case than he suspected. You know, I'm glad you like it. I don't like it. I don't like work of any variety. But this thing has its points. Well, what do we do next? Next, we investigate my client. What? Merely because a reform playboy employs a detective doesn't exempt him from suspicion. Oh, now who's that? I'm afraid we have no choice but to open the door and see. My name is Young. Basto Young. It's nice meeting you, Mr. Young. What do you want? I want to see Nero Wolf. About? Uh, about a certain young lady with whom I am deeply in love. What? Will you repeat that? I want to see Mr. Wolf about a certain young lady with whom I am deeply in love. Mm-hmm. Her name, please? Ilsa Dana. Is it possible that you entertain plans of making her your wife? Why, yes, but uh, there's a problem involved. Another man? Uh, Yes. Well, do come in. Do come in. I think we've been waiting for you. Oh, Mr. Wolf. Here's another one. Ah, Mr. Wolf. You've come to me about Miss Ilsa Dana, sir? I have come to you more specifically about a man who has threatened her life. Hmm. How unusual. He's the treacherous kind. Mild-mannered, you know. As we say in my profession, he underplays it. Your profession, then, is the stage. It is, sir. Go on, you interest me deeply. I was present recently when he told her that he would certainly kill her unless she mended her sinful ways. Sinful? No one denies that Ilsa has had, uh, shall we say, a checkered career. But the man's attitude is totally fanatical. What's his particular brand of fanaticism, Mr. Young? 
Theodore Oliphant is a religious maniac. Well, what do you know? He's come to give Theodore a bad report card. I don't understand. I, I've come to ask Mr. Wolfe to prevent his murdering Miss Dana. Am I allowed a direct question, sir? Why, of course. Where were you between 9 and 9.20 p.m. last night? 9 and 9.20? Why do you ask? You said I was permitted a direct question. Oh, well, I was walking in the uh, park, as I remember. Do you make a habit of walking in the park? I have lately. I'm preparing for an important role in the forthcoming production. What's so important about last night? From your point of view, a great deal, sir. Well, what do you mean? Last night, Miss Ilsa Dana was murdered. What? Mr. Goodwin here discovered the body. No. I'm afraid I must insist, Mr. Young. Uh, oh, why, why are you looking at me like that? Uh, are you accusing me of a... I have a... accused you of nothing, my dear sir. No, look, you're making a mistake. Oliphant killed her. You may be sure of that. I have your word. I know him. He was trying to reform her. Wanted to make her a devout follower of his cult, the Seekers of Power. I heard him tell her to her face that if she refused redemption, he would see to it that she didn't live on in her wickedness. You could produce other witnesses. Do you know, in your own smug way... You're as detestable a character as I have ever had. All right, all right. Let's everybody take five. Yeah? Nero Wolf? He's busy. This is Archie Goodwin. You'll do, Goodwin. This is Jack the Babe Hunter. Oh? Uh, how are you? Great. Except the cops seem to want to talk to me about some murder fandango because, as I get it, you name my name. You got it wrong. I doubt it, and I'm coming over there to set you straight. <laughs> Why'd you ring me in on this mess, Wolf? You knew the girl pretty well. Me and how many more? Besides, what time was she murdered? Last night, between 9 and 9.20. I see. So if you would inform the police where you were at the time, that should be that. Yeah. By the way, Mr. Hunter, where were you at the time? I don't see your badge, Wolf. I was only wondering. I haven't been near the Dana woman for over a month. But if you're really interested, I'll give you the name of the killer. Please do not keep us in suspense, Mr. Hunter. A couple of years back, Ilsa financed a guy in a big and lousy Shakespearean play that closed like a clam and nothing flat. Go on. It was money down the drain. The guy's got nerve. He was in love with her, and he figured she'd do anything for him. So he comes back to her to finance him again. This time in Hamlet, no less. I see. And I don't have to tell you what a flop that would be. You needn't tell me the actor's name either. You know? Mr. Barstow Young just left here. Yeah? Well, he's your man, Wolf. He got so sore when she told him she wouldn't toss any more moolah into his broken-down career, he went off his rocker and tore it down. Your reason for thinking so? I met him on the street one day, and he started beefing to me with blood in his eyes. So I could do not to punch him. The results might have been less fatal if you'd followed your instincts, sir. Ugh, I couldn't. The guy's built like a broomstick. He's weak as a cat. Hit him once, he'd crack like dry plaster. I see. Hmm. What's on your mind? This man you're accusing of Miss Dana's murder, Mr. Hunter, he was very much in love with her. She was thinking about marrying him, he said. He said? Yes, he did. I heard him, too. He was talking to a skullcap. Ilsa wasn't going to marry anybody. No? No, she couldn't. Why couldn't she? Well... But she just couldn't, that's all. So long. Well, now we got a perfect circle with everybody pointing at everybody else and nobody able to prove a thing. What Hunter says isn't impossible, Archie. You think Young did it? I don't think at all yet. But if there's anything more dangerous than a woman scorned, it's an actor scorned. We have another visitor. Yeah, who are you expecting? At this point, anybody. Hi. Oh, you. Yeah, I told you you might hear from me. Come on in. Who's this? A uh, fellow runs the elevator at 22 Blanton Street. What do you got for me, kid? Postcard. Postcard? Yeah, the cops missed it, but I spotted the edge stuck under a rug. 
Nice of you to have delivered it. Or maybe he was just being curious. Curious? It's not every elevator boy who has a chance to see Nero Wolf in the flesh. Oh, him? <laughs> Come off it, High Pockets. I'm here because you mentioned something about spending a few bucks. Oh. I wouldn't cross the street to see the best gumshoe that ever breathed. Look, gumshoes don't breathe, and how would you like a sock? Archie, pay him and let him go. Yeah, pay me and let me go. Sure, Mr. Wolf. Here you are. Thanks. Don't mention it. Anytime, pal. Anytime. How do you like that fresh little punk? Archie, the lad has done us nobly. Yeah? A typewritten card addressed to Miss Ilsa Dina. Well, what's it say? Rather peculiar message. Have you prayed tonight? It's signed with a single letter O. Have you prayed tonight? Yes. Signed O? Exactly. Weird, isn't it? Well, what's weird about it? What could be plainer? Have you prayed tonight? Now, I ask you, who is the man in this deal who's interested in praying? All of us, I hope, are God-fearing. All right, all right. But I ask you again, what does O stand for? It could stand for O'Brien, Obituary, Omaha. What about Oliphant? Oliphant, too. Look, what, what's with this indifference? The case is cracking and you slough it off. You remember what Young said? Oliphant threatened to kill her because she wouldn't join that cockeyed movement of his. Don't exhaust yourself, Archie. We have a hard night ahead. Yes, but I don't understand. But I don't mean to stifle your imagination, my friend. But if you'd reserve your deductions for a little while, you could lend me some much-needed assistance. What do you want? I want you to become a burglar. A burglar? I want you to hurry over to the dead woman's apartment on Branton Street and ransack it. For what? How do I know? We need help. Anything may help us. Go through the place with a fine tooth comb. I tore the late Miss Dana's apartment to shreds, but I saw nothing. Then, just as I was about to give it up as a bum job, I noticed a little writing desk in the living room. Pride loosed the lock and spotted something among a pile of papers that belonged to no well-to-do flat. It was a pawn ticket, lot 8N046, and the address was a pawn shop around the corner on 6th Avenue. It wasn't more than 90 seconds later that I walked into the joint and tossed the ticket across the counter. Oh, oh yeah, this, uh, want to redeem it. And fast, up, Pops? Yeah, it's nothing that's worth much, mister. No? No. Oh, what is it? This... Small steel filing box. Oh. Anything in it? I don't know. Come to me locked. Never been able to get it open. We got it open, Wolf and I. Smashed the front end with a poker. There were some odds and ends inside. Old earrings, some thumbtacks, a cigarette lighter. Just trash. Then the boss stuck his fingers in and pulled out a plum. This is it. What do you mean, this is it? You fail to recognize this classic document? Huh? A marriage license, Archie. A marriage license. Yeah, well, whose marriage license? The wording is self-explanatory. Listen. This is to certify, etc., etc., thus licensing on this third day of May, 1946, the marriage of Miss Ilsa Dana to Mr. Johan Jaeger. Johan Jaeger? Exactly. Well, who in the world is Johan Jaeger? We'll soon see. I don't get it. I can understand. It's a befuddling little puzzle. It'll be very easy for one to make a fatal mistake here. But, of course, you won't. I won't. Three hours later, I'd herded all the suspects into the office, and he sat in his chair and glared at them. Oliphant, Young, and Hunter. It was tense and tight, and the boss let it stay that way, saying not a word to anybody while he calmly sipped his beer. It was Oliphant who cracked first. I didn't kill Ilsa. I couldn't have. Jealousy is a very compelling motive, Mr. Oliphant. And you came to me, remember, complaining that there was another man in Ilsa Dana's life? Whatever I complained about him. And jealous as I was, I didn't kill her as the sacred power is my holy judge. Being unacquainted with your sacred power, I'd have to ask you for a better authority. Sacred power? Oh, it simply wouldn't have been possible for me to have done it. Why not? Yeah, why not? Because I... I was at Mickey's Night Owl Club last night from 7 until 4 a.m. Contemplating the sacred power, no doubt. That can be proved, Mr. Oliphant? Well, let me call now. Let the head waiter tell you. Hmm. Will you take your embarrassment as an indication that you're telling the truth? Hey, wait a minute. You, you can't let him off like that. Don't be bothersome, Archie. Yeah, but we got that card he wrote, the one about have, have you prayed tonight, signed with his initial. 
He didn't write that card, Archie. Now, look. And the O is not his initial, is it, Mr. Barstow Young? Uh, I'm afraid I, I don't understand. On the contrary, I'm afraid you do. But for the record, I'll explain. Oh, Archie. Yes, boss? Hand Mr. Young that large red volume off the shelf behind Mr. Hunter's head. This one? That one, thank you. Now then, Mr. Young, you will favor me by opening the volume to page 1133. But why? Open it, sir. Good. You will now count six lines down from the top and read what you see. Have you prayed tonight? Thank you, Mr. Young. What the devil is going on? Mr. Young has just given us a reading from a tragedy. The line, have you paid tonight, is spoken by the hero to the heroine just before he murders her. The name of the heroine is Desdemona. And the hero, as I'm sure you all know, is Othello. Othello? Yeah, the O was not Oliphant, Archie. Othello, I think, was a Shakespearean play which Miss Dana financed for our Mr. Young. And knowing she would recognize the quotation as well as the threat behind it, he sent it to her to warn her that he meant to murder her. You won't have the unmitigated gall to deny that, will you, Mr. Young? No. No, I don't deny it. Do I call the police? But I didn't kill her. The fact that I sent the car doesn't mean I killed her. Well, it'll do for my money. But not for mine, Archie. What? Mr. Young couldn't have killed Miss Dana. Why not? Because he lacks the strength to strangle such a healthy young woman, a champion athlete. Wide awake and full of fight. He's rather a frail person, as we know. And smothering Miss Dana with that pillow was no easy task. She struggled. Therefore, she clawed the wrists of the murderer. I'm sure that if you examine Mr. Young's wrists, you will find no scratches or scars. Here, let me see that. Go ahead. Well, Archie? Yeah, you're right. Nothing. I was sure there wouldn't be. The person who actually killed Miss Dana was a powerful physical specimen. Yeah? Yes, Mr. Hunter. In all probability, a professional athlete. A muscular man in good condition. You pointing at me? Seems quite likely, doesn't it? You're out of your head. Am I? Yeah. Ilse Dana war ihr Frau. Nicht wahr? Jawohl. I... I mean... You said yeah, Mr. Hunter. And you meant yeah, yes. I asked you in German if Ilse Dana was your wife. And you, in the heat of emotion, answered me yes in your mother tongue. Look, what's going on here? Allow me to present Mr. Johann Jaeger, Archie. Him? I've known it since we first saw that marriage license. You see, Jack Hunter is the English translation of our friend's real name back in Germany. Where he comes from, Mr. Johann Jaeger. Oh, what do you know? So you proved nothing. Yeah, I was married to Ilse. That's why I said she couldn't marry anybody else. But I didn't kill her. She was my wife. I loved her. Olivan told us you were insanely jealous of her. What if he did? You know better. Do we? Sure you do. Ilsa told you herself over the phone that every word Oliphant said was a lie. Interesting. What is? How you could possibly know what Ilsa Dana told me over the phone. I haven't mentioned it to you or anybody else. Oh, well, well, you see... I see most clearly, Mr. Yeager, that you must have been in the apartment with her listening on the extension phone... Or you couldn't possibly have that information. And it was only a few minutes after that telephone call that Ilsa Dana was smothered to death. And I see it's about time I said good night. Wait a minute, Jaeger. Wait a minute. Good work, Archie. I advise you to sit still, Mr. Johan Jaeger Hunter. I was right. I told you he threatened to kill her. But why? I've only guessed at the story. Reconstructed it, so to say. But I think you and Mr. Young are to be congratulated. On what, sir? On not having won your fair lady. You've always thought of her as a sweet, demure society girl. But actually, she was a vicious person, as bad as the man who killed her, if not worse. She tortured him cruelly for four long years. How can you say that about her? How can you doubt it, Mr. Oliphant? There must have been a great many men in her life. We know at least two definitely, you and Mr. Young. But she was in love with me. She was in love with me. I'm sorry to shatter your illusions, but she was not in love with either of you. She was using you for her purpose. What was her purpose? Tementing the man she married. That was her preoccupation day and night. She delighted in tyrannizing over him. As one might in breaking a bull or taming a wild mustang. Do I come near the truth, Hunter? Yes. Until I couldn't stand it any longer. 
May I ask then why you married her? Why? Because I couldn't help myself. I crawled for her. I married her on the terms that nobody should ever know I was her husband. She was too good for me, she told me that to my face, over and over. That we belonged to different worlds. But I was crazy about her, so I took it. What I've taken you wouldn't believe. Oh, I am sure I would, Mr. Hunt. I am a very understanding man. The question is, will a jury believe you? And that we must begin to learn immediately. Archie. Yes, sir? Phone for Inspector Kramer. have been listening to The New Adventures of Nero Wolf, starring Sidney Greenstreet. Man, I wish my whole life had a soundtrack like that. Me too. You are listening to the K-Word. Theater of the Air, here on KWUR 90.3 FM. The K stands for quality. That's... And karate. Kia! Kia! And quality karate. And as you know, or as we have um, told you earlier in the show, this is Obesity Awareness Week here at KWUR, or just on the show, actually. Um, I believe it's... Uh, American Obesity, American obesity. Appreciation me, Week. Uh, yes, in, uh, in honor of Nero How Wolf, embarrassing. the world's <laughs> fattest detective. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Excuse me. Uh, America, American Obesity Appreciation. Did appreciation I get it right week. that time? Do we, uh, do we have a public service announcement about I believe that? we do. Let me, um, let me read that for you. Have you guys heard about that guy upstate who lost his beer belly playing with his kids? Not surprising, considering regular physical activity and a healthy diet can decrease your weight and improve your health. Learn more at smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Ad Council, and this station. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more exciting radio theater here on KWR. Theater of the Air. Da-da-da.
Ladies and gentlemen, and you are listening to the K-Worth Theater of the Air here on KWUR Clayton 90.3 FM. Welcome back from our break. Also, we're now on the Interblags. Right. We got to pimp the website. Oh, yes. That's so, right. Hey, man, I heard you liked HTML, so I put some HTML inside your HTML so you could code while you code. That's crazy, dog. Thanks, yo. So if you would like Sorry, to Sorry, pimp access- my re- reference. <laughs> Uh, I didn't catch that. So if you would like to visit us on the internet, you should point your web browser's pointer exactly <laughs> smack dab at <laughs> kwurradiotheater.wordpress.com. That is k-w-u-r-radiotheater.wordpress.com. For one horrible moment, I thought you were going to spell the whole thing. Spill what? The spell. Whole, spell the whole thing. Like oh. the letters. Uh, I thought about it. Don't. But no. No. But please visit our com. You can uh, learn a little about the show. You can get our podcast on mm. our backlog of previous episodes. And right now you can see an awesome picture of a shark attacking a helicopter. Yes. And it you can happened. get playlists for every episode of... The K word. In fact, listener challenge. Listener challenge right now. I want everyone that is listening online to go to the site, uh, com. And David, is that E R or R E? That's E R. Theater E R. Yes. The proper American way. Um, Mm -hmm. Go there. Go to the first first blog post and leave a comment with your favorite root vegetable. Favorite root vegetable. If you do not have a favorite root vegetable, if you do not have a favorite root vegetable, um, your invent fav- one. In yeah. Oh, what were you gonna say? No, that's that's what I was gonna say. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, and be that- sure to uh, underneath or in addition to your favorite root vegetable, download our first episode. You can go back in time. To we're September, still pending approval on iTunes. September 9th, yes. But very, soon will be available as a podcast. Right. Very shortly, you will be able to subscribe to uh, KWR Theater of the Air on iTunes. Then there will be no excuse for having missed a show. None. And listen Whatsoever. to us every single week. It's going to be great. So moving on. David, mm. what do we have next? We have, on this very fine we have another evening. jaunt, maybe back not so far, into the archives... A little less dusty than 1951. Um, rather. <clears throat> rather. This is something that we did uh, some time ago. Uh, we, by we, I mean I mean the, the theater of the air, the, the play group, as it were. I'm fumbling for words here. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> All called- right, so we got a sketch here for you called Legendary Squink Adventures, which is a loving parody of old video games. It's a port from Japanese. Reminder? It is. It's been poorly translated and everything. It's great. Reminder, this is K-War Theater of the Air original content. Yes. Content, content. Oh, we need a siren or something or we sound gotta, effect. We got to come up Let's with... Let's work on that while we we're gotta playing the We got to come up sketch, with a jingle. Huh? You guys, can we can we have a morning zoo sort of show? Yes. What? A morning... I'll explain. Explain after we listen to this sketch. Legendary Squink Super Adventures 2. Sailor Opportunity. Press start to begin. Wow, I can't believe we defeated the Monkey Ninja Super Boss in the Moravian Mines. Thanks for your help, Puffu. No worries, Squink. I couldn't have done it without you. Oh, Puffu, you're the best pufferfish sprite ever. Well, you're the best boy companion adventurer ever. So where are we going now? As soon as we get off this boat, we'll have landed at the port of Pirate Lagoon Town. 
Well, great. I bet they have all of the crystal shards there. If we bring them all together, we can summon the magic dragon genie. It's true. And then we can ask the magic dragon genie about the location of the other 37 crystal shards of the other glass dragon. And when we bring those together... We'll be on our way to saving the first of the 12 princesses. Right you are, Squink. But don't forget about all those sailor opportunities. Right. Before we go... I have to charge up my power bar so I can use the magical sword of Wong. And the only way to do that is to take advantage of sailor opportunities. You're right, Puffu. Now let's go. I can see Pirate Lagoon Town straight up ahead. Look, a piratey citizen. Let's talk to him. Hi. Welcome to Pirate Lagoon Town. I'm Captain Slappy, the mayor here. Oh, well maybe he can help us. Hi, welcome to Pirate Lagoon Town. I'm Captain Slappy, the mayor here. Um, doesn't look like it. Hi, welcome to Pirate Lagoon Town. I'm Captain Slappy, the mayor here. Hey, I didn't even press A. Let's go, Puffu. I see a whole bunch of other town citizens that we can walk around talking to to gather information about the whereabouts of all the crystal shards. That sounds like a great idea. Let's go. Hi, welcome to Pirate Lagoon Town. And welcome to my potion shop. Would you like to buy a potion, sell a potion, trade a potion, or quit? Oh, Puffu, this is a perfect opportunity to buy some potions for our journey. I agree. My power bar is running kind of low. Would you like to buy a potion, sell a potion, trade a potion, or quit? Yes, please. I'd like to buy that Life Up potion. That'll be 75 pirate pennies. Oh no, we don't have any pirate pennies. Shucks, looks like we gotta go look for some pirate pennies. Looks like... I figure we can just break some barrels or something. I mean, that always worked for us before. You're right, there's a barrel. I'll jump on it. I'm a barrel. Squink, you're gonna have to fight it. Combat mode. Good thing I have my archer arrow. Barrels are immune to arrows. Everyone knows that! Run! Ah! You have been defeated by Barrel! Oh no, our hit points are so low. Don't worry, I have an idea. Do you still have some cheesecake in your knapsack? Yeah, I think I do. Barrels love cheesecake! Would you like some cheesecake, Barrel? I would love some cheesecake! I know you would, here! Barrel 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 Squeak. Looks like he's sleeping. Let's get Barrel. out of here. But first, we'll take his pirate Barrel pennies. Barrel. Got him. Let's get out of here, Puffu. Right. Hello, and welcome to my potion shop. Would you like to buy a potion, sell a potion, trade a potion, or quit? We'd like to buy a green potion. That'll be 75 pirate pennies. Here you go. Great. Help me! Help me! Help me! It's an elderly man. And there's an exclamation point above his head. We should talk to him. I agree. I need some help! What can we do for you, Mr. Old Man? You kids gotta help me! It's the Pink Samurai Pirates! They've taken over my cheese factory! You'll find my cheese factory at the northeast edge of town! You gotta fight those Pink Samurai and liberate it! If you help me out, I'll give you one crystal shard. Oh, right. Squink, those are the crystal shards we need, in case you didn't remember. I remember. We have to put them all together and eventually save all 12 princesses. Let's go now. Remember, pigs, samurai, cheese. What'd he say? I think he said, I said cheese. Look, there's the factory up that road. Ew, look, there's brown smoke coming out of the chimney stacks. And it smells like socks. The pig samurai pirates must have tainted all of the cheese. We gotta find the key to unlock those giant metal doors. I bet it's in a box somewhere inside a maze guarded by a dragon covered in straw set on fire and coated with kerosene and maybe in a box of jelly beans on top of a big old pile of bubble wrap. Oh, there it is. Was under this rock all along. Let's go. It's a pig samurai pirate. 
He said, What are you doing here, boy adventurer? He says, I've taken over this cheese factory in order to feed my men. He says, We must engage him in combat now! Combat mode! Archer, sword, magical crystal beam! We hit him once, just two more times! Kamehameha! I got him again! One more time! You have injured him severely! Miss! Huh? He turned into smoke! You have defeated Pig Samurai Master! Yeah! There's a crystal shard shining above his head. You got crystal shard. All right. Yo. Let's head back to town and save the game, Pafu. Good idea. I got some great sailor opportunities in this level. Legendary Squink Super Adventures 2. Sailor Opportunity. Adventure show like here's the traffic report. It's so zany. It's so zany. We can give it a shot. And then I... like, and then we get callers, and then we have the callers. You know, we we throw the call- callers off the air. Like we say, ah, get off the phone. And then, and then we have like a little boing sound we'd effect. We'd be giving the the um, listeners seizures if. We took that route with our but show. But it would be okay because we'd be doing it at like 6.30 yeah, see, for the I morning feel, commute. I feel like that's, exactly. the audi- the, like that's the auditory equivalent of having a television and just like flashing colors like in mm-hmm. really quick succession. Complimentary colors nonetheless. Yes. Yeah. And then you throw up. Well, think about All it, okay? The, the Alex David David Morning Zoo. What I'm saying is, Boing. What I'm saying is that this idea <laughs> makes me throw up on the inside. He did, I saw it. Yeah. It was gross. It was weird. Splash! <laughs> what it was. All right, well, um, I'm out of sound effects, so I guess I guess I have to concede. Yeah, well... <laughs> All I've got is slide whistle, boing, and splash. <laughs> you we'll gotta work expand on your, your repertoire. You gotta right. be like that guy from Police Academy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what, like that. What was that? What um, just happened? That was a frog pulling a shotgun out of its stomach. I thought so. That's what it sounded like. I mean... After poking a duck. After poking <laughs> That was duck. the... Well, I, you know, I've seen that once, and it does sound I don't like really that. know what to think about that. Why don't, uh... Ponder it over a break? Yeah, yeah. You're listening to K or uh, Theater of the Air. Very confused here on 90.3 <laughs> FM. As you should be. <laughs> I'm 
Welcome back to the KWR Theater of the Air here on KWR Clayton, 90.3 FM. At least one in four businesses affected by a disaster group never reopen. But with an emergency preparedness plan, you can better adapt, recover, and stay in control. Go to ready.gov and make your company's plan. It's never too late to protect your business until it is. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. So it is too late to protect your business. It's over. Oh. There's no hope. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. given the depressing financial climate. Actually, I hear the uh, markets rebounded today. Yeah, that's can what we my have dad a, said. instead of a zany morning zoo show? Can we have a zany hard hitting financial talk show? Well, hard hitting uh, questions. Uh, I was going to say zany financial talk show. <laughs> the answer is no. With with you, similar you like, sound effects. Y- wait, that wait, guy. Is, who's that guy? Who I does don't the know. show? He's got it's on TV too. Yeah. And like he's like the markets are going down, and he pushes his board, and uh-huh. then there's like a See? sound effect, See? and he like shouts at you. He was in Iron Man. Yes, he was. Yeah, there oh, was yeah. there was like a segment in Iron Man where they cut to this guy's show, but instead of talking about real companies, he was talking about uh, Tony Stark and Stark Industries. That's right. And He's he had Iron a zany Man. sound effect. Do you, do you guys remember this? I remember mm-hmm. exactly. I remember exactly who you're talking about. I just don't remember his name because I am only literate in the media that the big uh, studios feed me. E- you mean big studios like wait? Who who put out Iron Man? I don't know. I'm I, I'm too soporific at the teat of big media to actually tell you. He is. You should see it. Uh, what are we gonna play next? That Dave? sounds gross. Why don't Why don't we play uh, one of my my most cherished sketches from our original <gasps> back catalog? Aww. A little piece that I like to call, and I know I know you guys like to call it this too, <laughs> the villainous luncheon. Do it. Here, 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 here. This luncheon meeting of vitriol or the Villains International Tribunal of really insidious operations and lies will now come to order. Our first item of evil business today is the appetizer. <laughs> Summon the evil waitstaff. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I'll be your evil server today. Would you care to begin with an appetizer? Oh, yes. We'll begin with an appetizer of doom. (laughs) By which I mean the spinach puffs. Very good, sir. Would you care to peruse our wine list at this time? Our evil wine list? Summon your most evil sommelier to this table. Good day. I'll be your evil sommelier this afternoon. Allow me to tell you about some of our finest evil vintages. We have an especially evil 94 Mordor Vineyards Cabernet Sauvignon. This is a very rich, full wine with delicate undertones of total subjugation and rock troll. I might also recommend the O2 Chateau Palpatine Chardonnay, which positively crackles with nuance. Excellent. And now that our evil lunch is taken care of... On to phase two, evil brainstorming. <laughs> Dr. Diabolicus, you look like you have something to share with us. Yes, I do. My diabolical plan for world domination is this. We give cigarettes to miners. Wait, wait, you mean like coal miners? Don't they already have all like black lung or whatever? No, no, I mean like small people, like children. That's pretty evil, but I think we can do one better. General Gingiva! I say that we cover the Prince Regent's four-poster in applesauce, because I read in People magazine that he hates applesauce. What if the applesauce were made of acid? I don't follow you. Okay, okay, never mind. Anyone else? Hey, hey, stop eating off my plate, the mooch. I'm sorry. I can't help it. I get so hungry. Why can't you eat off your own plate? It's buffet style for evil's sake. It doesn't taste as good off my plate. Besides, I'm the mooch. Fine, whatever. Do you have an idea? Maybe we should put a broken bottle in the Prime Minister's soup, like with the pointy part facing up, and then we can be all, Hey man, can I get some of that? I feel like that would be counterproductive. 
Okay, fine. Can I borrow like 15 bucks for a DVD? Okay, I've got one. Yes, vitamin C deficiency? Please, call me scurvy. Here's my plan. We replace King George's EpiPen with a syringe full of taffy. <laughs> I've got an even better idea. Captain Cankerous? We lock the president inside a baby and we give him the key. But here's the catch. The baby is locked from the outside. Oh. <laughs> well, hey, wait. You guys, wait a minute, wait a minute. You have something to say, Ted. This all seems a little much. Why don't we just, like, rob a bank or something? What, are you an idiot or something? A bank? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Who raised you, mentally deficient llamas? You're the worst supervillain ever, Ted. I'm breaking up with you. Seriously, Ted. What a downer. What a downer. Ugh. This delicious luncheon is temporarily adjourned. Good freaking job, Ted. And you're listening to KWUR, Clayton 90.3 FM. You can listen online. If you've been doing so, you're awesome at KWUR.com. And you can also check out our newly furbished website at... What? Uh, a website? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up! Wake up, Dad! Focus, David! Come on! <laughs> KWURradiotheater.wordpress.com And that's and theater you can, with an E-R, not R-E. Yes, and you can get all of our episodes so far... Uh, are downloadable there. Fantastic. Cool. Well, well, it looks like we are out of time for today once again, which is quite sad. Yep, so it is. Here's some credits. The K-Worth Theater of the Air is produced and written by David Brunel Brutman, Alex Jensen, and David Reinstrom, who is out of Pirate Pennies. Mm. Makeup by Abraham Lincoln. Lighting by Ron the Effin' Bear Weasley. Costumes by Jesus Christ our Savior. Oxygen for today's production provided by Trees. The Pokemon of the week is Electabuzz. Electabuzz. The root vegetables of the week are beets and sweet potatoes, but not yams. Our director of photography was Harold Pig Dragon. Special effects by Industrial Light and Dragons. Teleplay by Philip Dungeons and Dragons. Special thanks to A Rock. This week's show is sponsored by Toddy Boy Brand Moose Burgers. USDA approved and largely accident free for over four weeks. Toddy Boy, they'll hold up to prolonged scrutiny. Thanks for listening. See you next week, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>